reading is from the Epistle to the Hebrews, continuing in chapter 10. Therefore, brethren, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he opened for us through the curtain, that is to say, his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in the full certainty of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an unclean conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the word of the Lord. Now what the Jewish high priest, my brothers and sisters, was permitted to do only once a year on Yom Kippur, namely to enter the Holy of Holies, The Christian, says tonight's reading, can do all the time by reason of the blood of Christ. He says we always have access to the Holy of Holies. It is the blood of Christ that gives the believer intimate entrance to God. Now, the author begins tonight by speaking of boldness. Best way to translate the Greek word parisia. It's expression, in fact, of which he is fond. He says tonight, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So what is it that gives us boldness? The blood of Jesus. Now, in context, this boldness tonight comes from what he calls the pleroforia pistios, the certainty, the full certainty of faith. Having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near with a true heart in the full certainty of faith. Now this word full certainty Pleroforia is found four times in the New Testament, two of them in the Epistle to the Hebrews. The other place is earlier in chapter 6, verse 11. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full certainty of hope. There was pleroforia elpidos, full certainty of hope, until the end. And to what does full certainty bring us? 
Parisia, he says, boldness. The full certainty of faith finds expression in boldness of heart. You know, we would really like to see a lot more of that in the church. Full boldness of heart. Utter confidence before the throne. People worried about whether they're going to be saved. Always upset that might not be measuring up. Sometimes I have the impression that the three-quarters of the ascetical discipline of the church is directed toward making people feel really bum about themselves. That's not what I see in the Epistle of the Hebrews. Now, whereas the Acts of the Apostles had used this word boldness, parisia, to describe the proper tone of Christian preaching, for example, it's found four times just in the fourth chapter of the book of Acts. St. Paul used the expression to speak about our relationship with God. He wrote that in Christ, we have boldness, parisia, and access with confidence by the faith of him. That's in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. This is the normal sense of the word also here in the epistle to the Hebrews which is similar in this respect to Ephesians. Thus, our author says in chapter 3, verse 6, that we are the house of Christ if we hold fast the boldness, hold fast the boldness, parisia, and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Be bold all the way. And exhorts his readers in chapter 4, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That's actually a, a, a prepositional expression. Let us come with boldness to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And somewhat later in the present chapter, he exhorts, Therefore do not cast away your boldness, which has great reward. It seems to me that the attitude of boldness in the epistle to the Hebrews is not limited to the four times where the word appears. The boldness of the Christian soul in approaching God is rather a presupposition of the whole book. You know, sometimes I have the impression, especially during Lent or in the days leading up to Lent, for some Christians, they may as well be Jews. They may as well be Jews. Uh, worried about this little thing and that little detail and getting out a microscope to look at the labels on a can of soup, treating the fasting laws as though they were kosher laws. Worried about this and worried about that. I don't, I don't see that in the New Testament. I don't see that in the New Testament at all. The boldness of the Christian soul in approaching God is a presupposition of the whole book of Hebrews. We find it later in chapter 12 where the author contrasts Mount Sinai with Mount Zion, famous contrast in chapter 12. Mount Sinai, he says, burned with fire and blackness and gloom and tempest and the sound of a trumpet. 
It's a very scary place. Of which Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. This is the kind of place where one could never feel safe going boldly. But see, it's not to Mount Sinai that we're called. We're called to a gentler mountain. He says, but you, distinct from the Jew, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling that speaks more eloquently than that of Abel. We're stepping into something that's already in progress. We're stepping into the angels, the spirits of just men made perfect, worshiping around the throne. You see, that's the access to which the epistle of the Hebrews summons us to enter boldly. 